Monday. It was a fun one. Unless you're me. And you had the over nine in the Jays Rangers game. It was only slightly diminished by that. But yeah, it was a great, great day of sports. It's text line Tuesday. Get those texts in. 590-590. Happy Tuesday to you, JD Bunkus. Feels later in the week after yesterday. It does. That was a shift. That was a shift. Yeah, we, we basically got off the air and it was, hey, strap in. Strap in for games. All right? Strap up. Blue Jays, full ballpark. Mm-hmm. Raptors with buzzer beaters. Russell Westbrook doing Russell Westbrook things. Yeah, he was. National championship game dud. Our poor, poor, sweet baby boy producer, Daniele, having to watch his Gonzaga Bulldogs get boat raced wire to wire. And an ultimately half boring, half fun Toronto Maple Leafs game. Yeah, I mean, it was close, I guess. I mean, Uh Daryl Sutter back in the league means for the majority of the game, his team is going to try and suck the life right out of it. Flames have done a Mm -hmm. decent enough job of doing that. Can't hold down Austin Matthews right now the way he's playing. Now six goals yeah. in six games. Like the slump is. Yeah, uh, couldn't have been further behind us. And what is he's like four goals up now on yeah. in the Rocket Richard race. Almost had the hat trick. Missed the open net. That was the only thing he screwed up yesterday. My uh, fake doctor's clinic down in Tijuana. Oh, yeah. no, it's, I, I can't. I'm, I'm like Michael Rapoport appealing uh, to the, the crowds. And no one will even play with my dog anymore. No one will even come to my fake doctor's clinic in Tijuana when I walk the streets of Tijuana. Yeah. No one even comes up to me and says, give us fake doctor advice, mm-hmm. fake doctor bunkus. They're like, hey, at least give us a do? fake doctor's note to get out of, out of work. Come on, can you, yeah. can you write us? And you, no, you, can't even, you won't even do that. No, they don't want that from me. Nobody wants anything from me. The point is, is that I'm such a horrible fake doctor that I can't even get the lowliest of desperate people mm-hmm. the most desperate people will not come to me for fake doctor's advice anymore after watching the way Austin Matthews is playing I think you just got to accept when you're watching the Leafs right now especially these games against teams that are just done done donezo Flames I thought tried to give a little push at the end there they they tie it up a couple of times say okay these guys are going to make their push for the season and then what was it the the fourth goal that broke them that, that power play goal right after they tie it, and yeah. it just is an ugly one, jamming around the net, pops in over the goalie's shoulder. There was I can't remember who the defenseman was, but he's just down on the ice. And that extra couple of seconds to get back up, you know is just the, hey, we're on the mat now. This, this season's over. We're, we're done Stay here. down. Stay down. Stay, yeah, that was a stay down moment for sure. <laughs> but Matthews... Uh, you kind of said this yesterday, how the Leafs can just kind of sleepwalk their way to wins right now. And you even threw out this added confidence that they could win with Hutchinson. And yeah. I, I'm not so sure about that. But, yeah, they get just good goaltending, just solid to good goaltending. And they should be just heavy favorites in these games against teams the rest of the way. Who's, who's beating them right now? Nobody. Uh, to my eyes, Jack Campbell made like two really nice saves in that third period 
He stopped Nordstrom earlier on in the period and then made the nice save on the back end from Kachuk later on in the period. But otherwise, yeah, the Leafs were frustrated and the Flames did a decent enough job of clogging it up and playing their not low events, no event game. They're like, we don't want this. This sport is too popular. Let's try and depopularize this sport, okay? No no events in this game. Leafs were undeterred, though. They capitalize on their limited opportunities. Uh, if the goaltending is just average to even slightly above average, this team should cut a swath through this entire division. That top line is playing insanely well. They finally snapped their, what was it, 0 for 28 on the power play? I, I couldn't even believe it was happening. When it happened, I thought, they're going to call this off. Do you know where my brain went immediately? Just because Markstrom was down on the ice and he sort of looked at the official, I thought, this is 100% going to be goaltender interference. I, I didn't see any goaltender interference. My brain just told me because the puck went in the back of the net on a power play that something was going to happen and the, the official, he's going to skate, no goal, do the big wave off. I, I would have bet quite a large sum of money that that would have happened immediately in that moment. It's amazing how they say you got to reach rock bottom before you can start going up. It's amazing how quickly rock bottom hit and then they went up because the shorthanded goal up a goal to give up a shorthanded goal and the way the Flames scored that shorthanded goal because it's two on one, not just a two on one, but a two on one that results in the pass back to the open guy at the side of the net. That yep. never happens, like especially on the penalty kill when you got more skaters on the other team but to do that to deflate the Leafs who were riding an 0 for 27 0 for 28 power play slump at that point you thought okay well that's 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 that point yeah it's um it's it's beyond parody at this point an incredible timeout by Sheldon Keefe because mm -hmm. he could see the absolute despondence of his team on the bench at that point understanding the scenario with the the extra attacker and then guess who who fixed it Mr. Fix it Involved in the the whacking of the puck in front, Zach Hyman gets an assist on the power play goal as they just fire a puck to the net. And with all the skill players on this team, naturally it wasn't going to be a skill goal. It was going to be a goal just like that that ends the streak. Thought the same thing. Thought the same thing where it was. That's why hockey is so great. <laughs> when simple things work and you at home get to go, see? You see? Put pucks on net Obviously. and Shoot. jam away <laughs> out front. Yeah. Shoot. I fixed the power play. <laughs> hey, Manny Malhotra, take a step aside here. My theory of put the puck on net and put a bunch of bodies out front, that's the way to go. Best. Love when moments like that happen in sports. You could tell the power play thing was weighing on them oh, yeah. by the way Matthews reacted. He was no stoked, kidding. but that was a, oh, my God, they can <laughs> stop talking. We don't have to talk about this in the Zoom media conference after the game. They're not one for 29 now. They're yeah. one for one. Yeah. <laughs> one for their last exactly. one. So congratulations. Put that in the Amazon series. Put that in the Amazon series, <laughs> the stretch of no power play goals. I, I'm – my thoughts from that game are pretty simple, and we'll talk more with Mike Fuda about Leafs and deadline approaching. We're under a week now, and it's a really strange deadline because I, f I feel as though there's, there's buzz, right? Uh -huh. Listening to 31 Thoughts and Elliot and CJ are trying to give us the lay of the land, but even still, I don't 
usually we have a big trade by now, right? Usually by now, someone has jumped the market and done something splashy, and we have to have the whole conversation about what's going to even be left on deadline day. This feels like we're getting either an all-time classic and an all-time dud. Yes. Where it's going to be one of those throw it back to 2003 where the Leafs go out and get, I think 03 was when they got Gilmore and Housley and they stacked it, right? They went out and the year before that was Brian Leach. Sort of feels like one of those old school deadline days where you wake up and you sit on the couch and you watch coverage for the entire day because a lot of different things can happen and sellers can be in abundance and they might be paying crazy high prices. Who knows? But the buzz still feels low right now and I don't know if that's because Leaf fans... We're basically told, hey, they're going to try to do something because 14-day quarantine, 14-day quarantine, the time off, the time off, nothing happened. And so people are kind of sitting on their hands going, well, I guess I guess we're getting maybe David Savard or what? Yeah. Or what's, what's <laughs> going to happen here? Going to get a 7D? Going to yeah. get a depth defenseman to compete with Double V for behind Hutch? But from that game, just to wrap it up, I thought, flames are done, flames are dead. What a horrible position to be in right now because at least with Ottawa you get to watch your young team right at least with Vancouver you can talk yourself into when they come back to play I guess hey we still have really good young pieces and maybe we just got a little too far ahead of ourselves last year but there's still a good group of young guys what are the Flames fans telling themselves you just got bounced in the Canadian division the Oilers are going to head to the playoffs you've got Johnny Goudreau's future on your with your franchise in question. Matthew Kachuk had a year where his fan base turned on him. Yep. The, what? Flames fans turned on Kachuk? What what do they have? They signed Mark they signed Markstrom and Tanev. They basically tried to steal Canucks players and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. What what do Flames fans tell themselves today? What what are they selling themselves on now that they have to watch what is it still 20 games? 18 games? Let's see, they've played uh, 39 games. And, right. Yeah, 17 games. You've got to grind through 17 games where your season is over and your seller's at the deadline, and uh, who knows? It just, boy, we, we've done this before, the power rankings of which Canadian franchise you'd want to be or which Canadian fan base you'd want to be. Flames got to be dead last. Yeah, it's not a fun, well, yeah, it's not a fun watch. Obviously, no. right now, the style of play that There's they There's nothing. Play, they have nothing. The, the lack of offensive punch, and even more so with Daryl Sutter now, who understands that they have mm. no offensive punch. So it's dump and chase, dump and chase, try and limit the, yeah. the scoring chances both ways and get lucky. I, I, I like the Sutters. Uh-huh. They're proven winners. They're my kind of coach. But... There's no way that's going to be very fun. That's going to be a bad dynamic. A guy that they brought in to give them a final push, a final punch, something, some kind of energy uh, to hold players accountable and to switch up the style of play. And now he's going to be there just grinding on the boys on the daily, on the regular. You got to deal with Sutter. Oh, no, you you got to be at practice. I'm just talking about this year. You got to be at practice. Sutter's hammering you. He's trying to figure out the guys he wants to have around here for the next couple of seasons. You're done. Your body's tired. You want to go home. You want this season over with. You're playing out the string. You can't even play spoiler because all the teams are in. There's no spoiler. There's nothing. There's nothing. That's right. 
Uh, All you have if you're a Flames fan is you hope Mangiapane doesn't kill somebody because of his recklessness with his stick all the time. I don't know. I can't remember a guy who just gave no bleeps about where his stick was at all times like this guy. What? Why did they need to review that? They wanted to see how vicious it was to Zach Hyman. They're like, how hard did he hit him with that stick? Know. Impressive. Uh, no, they're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, holding they out hope. See it. It's like watching YouTube videos. With your, oh, that's yeah. the ref. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> one ref grabs the other one's shoulders. Like, oh, did you <laughs> yeah. see that? It's like, yeah, we're looking at the iPad together. I, I missed it. I missed it live. Let's go over here. Let's pretend we're working <laughs> on a review. Gonna check. Ooh, that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. So flames are done. Got to be brutal for the flames. Austin Matthews dominance, power play check mark, mm. sleepwalk through bad teams check mark. Jack Wayne Campbell, Simmons man, goal. nine and zero. Yeah, yeah, Wayne Simmons goal, awesome. But Jack Campbell, mm-hmm. Sheldon Keith talking about him at the game after the game, I thought was super telling. Where he says, "Guy battles his ass off." Ooh. I'm just going to do it because people will blame me for being a media guy who's creating controversy when there doesn't need to be one and, hey, they're going to need both goaltenders and blah, 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 blah. And I think they will, right? And I'll talk about this later. But when they're talking about him battling his ass off, listen to the tone in which or the way that this goaltender is being discussed right now versus Freddie Anderson at times during the season. They obviously love Jack Campbell. They love playing in front of him, and he's doing the thing where he's gutting it out through injuries and still performing and still coming up with big saves. The one he made at the end of the game, game was over, and he embellished the the glove a little, but that was goalie porn. That was just fun. Yep. I, I, I keep feeling more and more convinced that Freddie might not get a shot, that he's going to have to play games, obviously, but that he's, he might be done in terms of getting game one. And unless there's an injury or a real slip up in play, but if Jack Campbell just keeps playing like this, I said wins are not going to be enough. Wins are starting to look like enough. Wins are starting to look like enough, even against these teams. So we'll see about Montreal tomorrow night. Welcome. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Welcome to my team. But we'll see. Yep, yep. No, no. There's no denying it now. And I'll tell you what, Justin Hall and Travis Dermott don't save those pucks off the goal line for Freddie Anderson. No, obviously not. But yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of luck involved there too. A couple of pucks. Yeah, of got course. Thrown. I'm just saying the tone, yeah. the tone around the room, the tone yes. around the vibe around the team yes. right now is just very, very positive, and it's it's different, man, than the slump that they were yep. in. Clearly, but it's just yeah, there's just some notable and noticeable differences happening right now with this team from afar. Just stay healthy. All right, put them in bubble wrap, and I don't know, give Hutchison the start on 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 Wednesday uh, or something. Well, I guess we can now unequivocally say that Kyle Dubas doesn't listen to the show because it was a couple of weeks ago that I said Leafs have their own trade deadline. And it was like the Friday of that week. I was like, that's the deadline. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Turns out not the case. Because if it were, mm. maybe the Predators would have been selling. And they're like, thank goodness it wasn't the deadline because we're good now and we're in the playoffs. I don't know if they're Basically, good. Basically, the Basically, this show is just an exercise in being wrong in the moment and apologizing for being wrong later and then right. doubling down on new wrong things. But that's okay. Accountable. We're yeah. accountable. Are we? Sort of. 
<laughs> as far as you know. You don't know the takes that we were dead wrong about that we haven't referenced. Right. There might be a few. I feel like a lot. All right. <laughs> Let's bring in former Kings uh, assistant GM, Mike Fuda, a uh, friend of the show. What's going on, Mike? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. Would you like to own up for anything you've been wrong about in the past? Like, this is the space. That's what we've been doing today. It's a, it's a safe space. Um, yes. But not, on radio, not on radio. Oh, not on radio. I actually thought the... Uh, I thought the claims would respond more consistently under Daryl, um, but we also did seek that they were going to be held accountable either way. We're going to find out what they're made of, and unfortunately, it hasn't been very pretty. So, like, it's just yeah. been to watch those last couple of games to see how hard they played coming out of the gate, and to see that, like, their quote unquote core. I mean, you can't, you don't even hear their names during the broadcast, which is. Yeah. It's it's got to be frustrating. So I'm sure there's going to be changes in the offing. I don't think I don't think that those are deals that you can make it at, at the trade deadline because they're too complex and big to rush. But I do think there'll be some drastic changes to that core. So we started today's show talking about the Flames and how if you were picking teams you would want to be a GM of or that you would want to be a fan of right now in the North Division. I said it has to be the Flames dead last because the core has looked so terrible this year. I don't even know who the core is at this point. And the most popular player in the city going into this season is now, I don't want to say he's a pariah, but he's certainly not what he was a year ago. Uh, There's all these speculations about who's going to move, what's going to happen with this team, how it's going to operate under Sutter moving forward. You just said that you don't think they end up being big sellers, but they they have to sell some stuff, right? Like they're going to have things on the block now. And do they even, do they start like fielding phone calls with these other Canadian franchises saying, Hey, if you want some of these pieces, they're, they're available. Everything must go at the right price. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. You're, you're selling from a complete position of weakness. Uh, I do believe that those are the conversations that you have uh, when the season's over. You can start those conversations, but they're not converse, They're not deals that you make in a like trades. The magnitude that they're going to have to make, or even trade. I mean, first of all, the guy that you're talking about, he's not going to go anywhere. I mean, to check having no. a down year, he's uh, sure. he's something that you build your entire future around. But I agree, it's just it's frustrating to watch towards that. He's one of my favorite players in hockey. I mean, that's coming from a guy that you, on a nightly basis used to drive Drew Doughty nuts um, with his competitive nature. And he just, he's a little, they you know, some positive kids, even, no matter who they are, they get a big contract. There's whatever happened early in the season there, that that whole Muzzin thing doesn't seem to sort itself out properly. Um, he's not looked himself. Uh, the team doesn't look, they have little blips where their chemistry looks good, but the play for me was the other night against the Leafs where he didn't get the puck out on the, at the blue line. Like, that's that's textbook for him. It was like fourth and one, and I don't know who it was who stuffed him at the blue line, and the puck ends up in the back of the net. But that stuff for him, it's just got to be an automatic. And they look frustrated. I mean, there was a play last night, too, where it's like, these are all good players. Uh, some are very good players. Like, you look at their history of scoring, it wasn't like one good year. Like, Monaghan consistently puts up big numbers. Goudreau had consistently put up big numbers. But Monaghan got that puck in the slot last night. He almost hit the picture of the queen behind the net. It was like slap shot. It wasn't even close. So that's confidence when you're, you're, you're dealing with situations. But 
it'll be interesting. Um, again, I've got some, there's some guys there that I really would have liked to see. I mean, Mark Giordano, I would have loved to see him have some success and make a long playoff run, but they're going to have some uh, soul searching to do in the off season because uh, Daryl's certainly not going anywhere. He didn't sign for a year. He's, he's going to be a part of uh, the rebuild as well. So uh, not rebuild. I think you have to retool because I don't think you can look at a rebuilding team uh, with uh, Daryl Sutter coaching it because, you, you know, he, he's there to win. He's there to win. So that'll be an interesting say that. That'll be an interesting uh, thing to watch as well. So I assume, yeah, you're you're basically saying that Johnny Goudreau is not going to be moved here before Monday because that's too complicated to move, and he does have one more year on his deal uh, after this season. But it feels like that guy is on borrowed time with that franchise right now. And when you said there were guys that weren't even mentioned, like he was the number one guy that came to mind, I, although he still leads yeah. that team, I think, in goal scoring, but just an absolute ghost right now. Uh, Daryl doesn't seem to be a huge fan either. Like what what is that guy's trade value at this point? Well, like any, I mean, anything, you value your own a lot more because, uh, and that's the problem because you're going to, it's like right now, the guy in Buffalo trying to sell sell Taylor Hall is the MVP version of Taylor Hall, but he's got two goals. You know what I mean? So it's it's a matter of, that's why these things take time because they, like Johnny Gujo is a very good hockey player who's not playing very good hockey. You know, I actually... He reminds me of a lot of Nylander in the sense that, uh, you know, there's so much skill there, uh, massive inconsistencies, but when, he, when he's on, it's just fun to watch. The only difference, when Nylander gets quiet in Toronto, there's a bunch of horses that can continue on the race and fill a net. Whereas Calgary, when Goudreau gets cold, you know, right now, Monahan's not picking up the slack. Tuchuk's not picking up the slack. You know, Lindholm's got to be better. The players that, uh, you know, when you're talking about Mangiapane as your most consistent threat, that's not a, and that's no knock on Mangiapane, but that's not a good thing. So it, it, it's it's a strange dynamic, but I, I agree with you guys. I, I just would be absolutely shocked if any large names are moved from Calgary. And to be perfectly honest, I looked at it last night. There's not like a a, a glut of uh, UFAs that are going to be attractive in a selling market, whereas, you know, they, they'd have to be trading somebody with term, I think. I don't think there are any UFAs that, other than possibly, um, if you see some of these teams that are going into these goalies, like getting worried about their goaltending, there might be a fit for a guy like Reddit, who I believe is UFA. Yeah. To go in and, to, and take up some games. and But other than that, I don't see something that you're going to get a lot of people calling about with the lack of depth. The guys, just the lack of guys are playing well for the Flames. So we'll see. But I, you don't, you won't, you will not see. And I agree with you. I think Goudreau is probably the name we're going to be talking about. But I don't believe that that trade is has any wheels coming up Tuesday. Monday, so, sorry. Yeah, no, hey, and Ben and I were talking about this, I think, last week because Ben brought up the point how Kyle Dubas was at the Flames game and Johnny Goudreau's name was floating around. I thought, well, one, they're not going to get him because he has that extra year of term, which really makes things tricky with the Hyman negotiations. And two is they really don't need a guy like Johnny Goudreau on this team right now. I just I don't think that's a fit in terms of what they would be looking for at the deadline. Hasn't exactly but, been great in the playoffs either. Well, and, but no, I, I actually I, thought, I, hey, if – what were you going to say, Mike? Oh, I was no, just going to say that if, if he was looking I, at anybody, I, I, it was I, Riddick. Yeah, that's, that's the guy, and I don't even know – I mean, 
he does have value. Um, I mean, he, he played well against Leafs. When he's on, he's he's proven he's a good 1B. Uh, he's been wildly inconsistent this year. But I agree with you. I don't think Johnny Goudreau is the answer to any of the Leafs. Um, any of the Leafs issues up front. I mean, again, I your guys mentioned it. I mean, he actually has done some things in the playoffs, but you have to go back pretty far. But it's, it, it gets back to the same thing where it amps up quite a bit. I mean, the amount of heat that Nylander seems to take uh, when the going gets tough, but you don't need to add another forward that has the same MO uh, because you've already got one who's exceptionally skilled. Uh, so I, I, I think the Leafs, it's crazy. The people he talked to is just such a different deadline. Like you see a team like you guys mentioned Nashville. I don't think I understand. And it's great. They're playing better, but they still, I mean, you don't just change your plan. Uh, you, you, I still think that they need to retool or they're going to be stuck right in that, you know, you know, well, we made the playoffs again and we're out. Um, you got to look at who's ahead of you and what your real true chances like, they chewed up a lot of teams below them in the standings to get to where they, you know, in their on their winning streak. Um, you got to be honest about who's ahead of you, uh, and uh, and then you go to Vancouver, who is a team that definitely should be selling, and they're all in quarantine. So it's it's I mean like the the Tanner person, you know, you've got not only is he out and he can't skate, he can't you know he can't even go to a facility to rehab and skate. There's just so I can't. I can't see a team getting getting a deal like that done. First of all, I certainly hope Tanner ends up staying in Vancouver, but it's just one of those things that, because you're going to have Jim Benning on one line trying to sell Tanner Pearson, the Stanley Cup champion, and the the buyer's going to be saying, well, he's got an ankle injury and his entire team is in quarantine with COVID. What are we getting here? So there's just conversations that never happen at trade deadlines. That being said, I think trades like you saw what happened with Stahl, those trades are doable. There's there's trades that are doable, and I do think teams are going to add pieces to make themselves better. Um, I, I don't know how many. I, I guess the big name still is Taylor Hall, Palmieri. I mean, Savard. I think all these guys are still in play. Uh, I think somebody, uh, <laughs> Lou Amarello always seems to pull something out of his hat. Um, I could see, like, I, I, if, I, if I wanted a playoff-ready guy, betting on the price, and I'd probably still overpay for him, I'd want Nick Foligno on my team in the playoffs any day of the week. Uh, and, and those are the kind of players that just, you know, are going to get you over the top because he still hasn't won a cup. He's going to be hungry, uh, and he's going to bring a lot of intangibles to your team, as you saw last year in the playoffs with how well he played against the Leafs in the bubble with Columbus. Yeah. And I think if you're a Leafs fan right now, Felino is probably the name you want more than anybody. It's either he or Palmieri that everybody has circled. But I, I saw Elliot and CJ reporting that Palmieri, as of late anyways, didn't want to do the quarantine when it was 14 days. Maybe it changes with seven, but that, that factors in for, for some of these guys in terms of where they're going to be willing to go, whether they're going to be willing to do it. You, you said something super interesting there, though, Mike, because you've been in front offices, and uh, we always talk about this on the show, is you have to have a plan, you have to have a plan, you have to have a plan, you have to be honest with yourselves. We did it with the Raptors leading into the NBA trade deadline for two weeks, which is, hey, it isn't about getting into the playoffs for you anymore and just getting bounced in the first round. You have to have a plan. You have to make sure that you are thinking about your future at this point and building towards that. And to be honest, it kind of felt as though 
their plan wasn't a very good one. How difficult is it to have those kinds of talks in a room? How, how divisive is that when you are a team like Nashville, you are right there, or even if you're a team like, I guess Columbus is sort of out of it now, the last I checked, but yeah, you're the Phillies, you're the, you're the, you're those teams that are just on the outside. You want to make a push. You know, the teams can go deep, but then there are other guys in the room that say, we're just not there and it might cost us jobs, but we need to do the right thing, which is think of the future. I've got to think it's it's very very difficult. Absolutely, and I think uh, I think you guys nailed it. And it's hard. We, I mean, we made we made the same mistakes to it, but they were more. We got ourselves some guys got themselves into off ice uh, predicaments. But again, I guess it'd be the same. It's like a pandemic. Like when Voynov was arrested, it completely changed the dynamics of your team with a kind of self inflicted wound, right? So. There was nothing we could have projected from a hockey standpoint that something like that was going to happen. But um, when you look, again, it's just – and the other thing is, too, when you have a couple of banners, uh, it's a little easier to uh, be honest about what you need to do um, because you you can be a little bit more patient with a, a mild rebuild or a mild, mild retool if you don't have any history of winning. And, again, it's like – you know the Raptors. They got the, they got their pennant, right? So there's a little bit more grace now. If the Raptors win that championship, people will be looking at this deadline a whole lot differently. Um, the way it was handled, I believe. But uh, I do think a team like Toronto has to look at this. Like we have to win now. Uh, there's just too many chips. I mean, uh, I know you guys call them a band aid, but Jack's looking pretty good. I think he's allowed them. Uh, he's allowing them a chance to. Uh, to get Freddie healthy. I don't think they're going to add a goaltender in Toronto. I think they're comfortable Freddie's going to be coming back fine. Um, I do still think Kyle's going to make a move to add to this team. It's just, I asked, I talked to, uh, I was talking to another general manager from a Canadian team that's in a playoff spot, and he said it's so hard to get a deal done because of the salary cap. Uh, and they're like, there's certain teams that it's all high for Edmonton to get better. They have to take cash out of their lineup to put cash into their lineup. Uh, so it's not just a matter of adding a, a rental because you don't have the cap space. Um, I think it, I think Winnipeg is probably a team that has some room to maneuver, but they don't seem to want to give up the assets uh, that some of these big, these larger names are asking for. And, and I don't think, I thought like, because of what was going on in teams, half, like some teams just, are so bad that they need to do some selling uh, that there would the prices would go down, but I haven't heard there's many prices going down yet. Like, mm. and that's that's if they're like if I was, if you're sitting in Buffalo with the season they're having and you're stuck in your ways on I'm getting X amount for X amount for this player, um, I just I just shake my head and say, well, you better be careful you don't get hot. hot holding the bag at the trade deadline and Taylor Hall still in your locker room because that would be that would be one of those unforgivable ones but uh, you guys talked earlier about guys that couldn't move the same thing like I I believe they'll move Jack Eichel in the right circumstances but I don't think you you don't move Jack Eichel at a trade deadline when he's been out for months you know that's something that builds into it I think you're at the draft and there's going to be picks involved from the draft the prospects and you have time to really see where you're at moving forward. Uh, did you guys hear anything about, uh, is the Palmieri thing to do with, sometimes it's funny, the American players don't want to come to the big markets in Canada 
I don't know. Is that is it, was it about quarantine or was it? Did you hear anything about? Sometimes the, the, like the American players don't want to play in Canada, regardless of pandemic, anything like that. It's just the pressure of being in Toronto, bit of a grind. I got to tell you, if I was a general manager and I even got whiff that a guy didn't want to play in Canada because of the pressure, I would say, oh, great, then you just actually saved me. Because Absolutely, now, that's what I mean. That's what, <laughs> you, that's, you did me a huge favor. You can stay down in Florida and grind it out in front of your 4,000 fans every night and, <laughs> and win your no but games they, ever you, and no, have it, zero it, legacy. It, so. it, exactly. Well, other than the fact Florida still has the same amount of fans watching and there was no pandemic. Only their first place in the NHL right now. So I guess. I, I, agree, I agree with you, but there's where a guy like Polino for me would just chew it up. Like he just... Yeah. He would love every second of it, love every second of the pressure. And, and again, but I'm, I'm assuming these guys, I'm assuming that's a, a pretty high price because of the intangibles and the character that he does bring to a team. If he, The thing with Palmieri, if he was open if he was open to coming to a Canadian franchise, even if the, the Devils are taking offers from all teams, whether they're south of the border or north of the border, now that he's out of the lineup, why wouldn't they just put him in quarantine now so the, the acquiring team north of the border wouldn't have to have him sit for an extra seven days? So the fact that he's not doing that or there hasn't been discussion of that uh, leads me to believe that, yeah, the idea of, of coming north of the border... Uh, it's not going to happen uh, for him. Well, it, wouldn't, it, would, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter though, would it? Because he's got a quarantine north of the border. Yeah. Well, couldn't they just ship him up here to a hotel or something and then bring him back south? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. what are you talking mean? about? What do you this mean? Is, Why couldn't you do that? Smoke. Wait, hey, God. listen. I'm just thinking outside why... the box. Hey, I, sometimes no, no, no. people hammer me because I don't give Ben enough time to talk. That's why. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a great that's idea. Why. No, think outside the box. Great idea. You're, you're going to send a guy. No, that's outside a lot. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to you're going to ship a guy up and incubate him in Canada in case he gets yeah. traded here? Okay. Yeah, increase his okay. trade value. Because then you lop right. off a couple of, of okay. quarantine days. All right. Uh, you ready to move off of that, Benny, and get back into reality? Uh, yeah, Felino is the guy who a lot of people have circled, especially if Paul Murray's off the table. You're, you've said it, and everyone has said it, that Kyle Dubas wants to make a move here, but it continues to be the same thing. And, Mike, we talked to you, I think it was three weeks ago, and the discussion really centered around, hey, man, prospects do not carry the same weight as they do in normal seasons, given all of the different parameters. And while Toronto might be willing to reach up into that top shelf when it comes to the guys that they have, it still might not be enough to get a deal done. Do you still feel it is that way? Because you just said, hey, uh, prices remain super high, but does Toronto still remain in a very advantageous position? Or is it your belief that Dubas has taken those top guys off the table since, man, they don't have a lot of runway here? And you're getting a rental. You're basically paying for less, what, 15 games and then a playoff run? H- how high up do you think they're still willing to go when it comes to prospects? As high as his place. I don't think that that's changed one bit in his mind uh, at all. I just do think it's the same thing that you have to take. If you're going to get a higher echelon guy, even if the other team's willing to eat salary, you've got to be careful. And you're probably going to have to take salary out of your own lineup. And that's where it gets iffy because, again, I mean, everybody's like, you know, just throws Kerfoot in like it's nothing because that's the obvious money one. For the, but he's a big part of the team. He's been playing very well. So you have to be very careful moving out a piece 
especially, I mean, like Palmieri's a scorer. Palmieri plays hard. He'd be a great fit. Polino, I told you, is just like this guy's captain written all over him. You just add him to that list of now you got Thornton and Simmons and Muzzin and all these guys in there just in Spezza. Like that room just becomes another level of character for playoff runs. Um, but again, I, I, I just think there's going to be a move made by the Leafs. I think they'll find a way to do it. They have to be creative. Um, and I don't think Edmonton has much of a chance to get better through that market just because of the contract situation. And I think Winnipeg's the team that probably has the leverage to do it. So it will be interesting. But when you start to see some of these other teams, um, the Leafs are going to, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a, not just a battle to get out of the Northern division, but there's some very good teams outside of the Northern division. Uh, you mentioned Mr. Smiles, Jack Gamble, who you know very well. Is he, <laughs> is, is he now like, what? Well, there's, it's a two-parter. Like how much of the off ice stuff is reality and the way this team plays and seems to rally around him. Like how much is that actually impactful? And two, is he your game one starter in the playoffs? I mean, it's easy to say right now, but if Frederick Anderson is healthy, is he your game one starter in the playoffs? Too many moving pieces, and it's not a cop boat. I mean, obviously, if Jack's 15 and 0 or 16, I mean, if he's run the table and stuff, it's an easy thought. It's an easy thought. Uh, do I think? I mean, when Freddie's at his best, I mean, I read some quote from Bruce Boudreaux that he can't, like, you see Jack, like, when he's just dying, even when he's his knee or his knee was bad or his lower body was bad. It, it was, he still, he just got it through and plays and plays. And I mean, if Ray struggles to play, some guys can't play with any type of injury. I mean, Marion Gabrick was a perfect example. We always used to say, you know, there's a scratch on the Lamborghini, you better put it back in the garage. So it's, it's one of those things that, that I, I clearly think this is a different thing. Freddie is a very popular with his teammates as well. This isn't a matter of a guy that's unpopular with his teammates. I just think there's a very special story with Jack Campbell uh, and how hard he's worked to get to where he is and how he genuinely is just his teammates just love him because of the way he is with them and how supportive it is because he has been a backup and his numbers have been incredible over the last few years and he doesn't have a bad day as far as moping. Um, We had a great... (laughs) We had this great visual. Jonathan Quick's uh, wife was expecting and couldn't make it when he was nominated for the was either for the the Vesna or, or for the best goaltending average. So we brought Jack as his date, and Jack just following around with a towel around his neck and a thing of, and a water bottle. You know the way the backup does on the bench, and every time Quick he needed a drink, Jack would pat him down and spray him in the face with water. <laughs> He's just. He's just that kind of supportive teammate. So, yes, I think the intangibles that he brings off the ice translate to how hard the team battles in front of him on the ice because they just want to see him win. And they all want to win. Like, I mean, Wayne Simmons' goal reaction last night, like, that was – you got to – like, it just blows me away when a guy scores a goal. Like, he's obviously hasn't, hasn't been the same guy coming back. He's trying to find his game. But it was just like the piano just fell off his back. And there's nobody in the building. And that goal you would have thought was – it was a historic, his 500th of his career or something. That's how pumped up he was. And that, those intangibles matter, especially now because you're starting to see some of these other teams mope. The teams that know they're not in it but still have to keep grinding, that are, how, they're getting close to having an asterisk beside them vis-a-vis like a Calgary. Uh, and teams like the Leafs just keep showing that passion. So it's going to be huge. Yeah. 
I still I just love getting to talk to you sometimes, especially considering, yeah, this is a lot of your guys on this team. You're an Ontario guy with your guys. It must be fun. Uh, we joke about having sons and the leagues and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, I kind of got some. Uh, do you know what's going on with Jack, injury-wise? Well, I just, what do you guys do? I mean, I talk to him. He doesn't tell me. Uh, I just I just look at, I mean, I don't want to, it's pretty obvious. It looks like his left, his, whatever it is, his left, he seems to, when he, anytime he's shown a flex, it seems to be his left leg, which, I mean, it's not like I would just, you know, give out the secret to, <laughs> you know, it just no. looks like anything they show. So other teams are going to see that. It looks like it's a left leg injury. I don't know whether it's a knee, a groin. It looks to me, it just looks like when he gets hurt, he seems to struggle any, anything down low with his left leg. But, I mean, he looks great. I mean, I, I don't see any signs of it right now. I mean, and the fact that he played, I mean, there wasn't a normal thing. Like, if, if Freddie was healthy and Jack wasn't playing, Freddie wouldn't have played back-to-backs at this stage of the career, too. So they're going to have to, when they get the back-to-backs, I know people are like, why could Jack not play two in a row? I don't think any goalie at this stage is being asked to play two in a row other than, I don't know, maybe maybe Hellenbar. If your if you're season is on the line, it might happen, but nobody's happened. It just happens that the next man up is uh, is Hutchinson or uh, what do they call it? What do you call him? Beattie or... Double V. We call him double B. Double V. Yeah. Double V. It makes me feel real happy that a former assistant yeah. GM doesn't know this guy's name, by the way. That, 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 yeah, I haven't even tried it. Congrats to you. Caroline Cameron, what'd she call him? Billy Violin or something? So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, That's ask her. She's the pro. <laughs> hey, the guy's an NHL goaltender, so I hope I don't. I don't think I'd feel very good if he's uh, if he's on the bench come playoff time. But it's still a catchy game. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, sorry you had to poo-poo my, I guess, outrageous idea, but. Uh, Boy. Uh, you could have just oh. let people forget you said that, and no, you brought no, it right back up. No, there you are. I'm sticking okay. to it. Listen, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. You guys can just screw with me. Uh, Mike, thanks for this. Always a pleasure, guys. Take care. Have a great morning. You See too, ya. man. Mike, Mike Fuda, former uh, Kings assistant general manager. All, all great ideas were laughed at initially. Oh, my God. Galileo Galilei. Like, he was yeah, you know, no, some of these okay. guys, like, uh, almost executed for their outside-the-box oh, thinking. It's fine. No, it's fine. I, when you said it, I I thought you had just made a mistake where you went, oh, why not just quarantine him in his home in New Jersey? And it's like, no, Benny, he still has to travel. And no, no, your contention was, yeah. Put him in a safe send house. Send him to Canada, send him to Canada, in have him sit house. for seven days, and yeah. then maybe a Canadian team doesn't trade him and he sends, spends seven days in Canada yeah. in a hotel. Yeah, okay. No, no, that's a good, that's a good take by you. Um, Thank you. So, anyways. Why can't the oh. Jack? Please stop. Please, it's a horrible idea. Like I, last, we've done no, it but now. last one, last one. Why can't these guys quarantine on a rink where, like, the whole building is shut off, where they can actually skate, but nobody else is allowed in? Why can't they quarantine where they can actually skate? Oh, well, what about that one? Poke holes in that one? No, where are you on that? I have no holes. I have no. Yeah, holes. right. I think the Why government does it have makes to be you in a ho- quarantine in a hotel, which is no, whatever. I, but no, Dan. If you have the means, if back. you have the means, if you have yeah. the means, why not have it be in a rink? Why not have your life just be in a frigid rink by yourself, living right. in a abandoned <laughs> arena in Ontario, <laughs> going no. back inside and hoping that your phone is rang and that you've been? Lou Lamorello to, uh... is listening to this right now, and he's like, "The guy has a 
good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, even mm-hmm. though he's not in New Jersey anymore, but yeah, like the mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of general managers that are listening to this that are like, "That's great. Why don't we get that rink?" I like that idea. See that idea, I like. Okay, that idea, I like. Hey, we've traded for you. Don't worry about it. We've set you up at, a, at an arena. You're who's in them right now? Mm-hmm. Build a hotel suite, Leafs. You want to flex your financial muscle? That's Prove right. it. Build a hotel suite in the MasterCard Center or whatever it's called now. <laughs> because I don't yep. think it's that. No, something so, one of the things about Jack Campbell coming in was he's so nice and he's such a great teammate and that makes him a good backup, right? He's, we've talked about this before. Not everybody makes a good backup. This was the Garrett Sparks discussion, right? Is, mm-hmm. hey, if you have a guy who thinks he's a 1A and that carries himself like a 1A and says things like, I got to play more or I didn't let it, you know? Did my job. I only allowed six goals it, and we scored seven. Right, right. <laughs> that it makes it a little bit more difficult. Not everyone is built for that. It seems as though Jack Campbell is perfectly suited for a timeshare or a split or whatever. But I, what has lost a little tiny bit in this, to me anyway, is... Yeah, but this guy made it to the NHL because he's competitive as bleep. He's not chilling back there, winning nine games in a row, thinking, oh, man, Freddie comes back. I'll be super stoked for him to steal my job and be the guy who gives the stick taps after the game. Hell no. He's battling his ass off because he's trying to steal that job. And to me, maybe it's just because I watch too much of the F1 show where they're both in the same car and they're trying to race it and they're each other's biggest competitors. But that's the way I'm seeing this dynamic moving forward where it's, they're not really, they, they're teammates, but they're not teammates because they are being judged against one another constantly because they're both driving the same race car. And if I'm Freddie Anderson, I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes and I'm coming back and I'm trying to get my spot and I'm trying to do what's best for me and my career. I'm in a free agent season. I've put in sweat equity with this group. I'm tight with guys in this group. And I come back and I get the net and I play a pretty good game or I let in four goals and I play a bad game and Jack Campbell's there going, way to go, buddy, you did your best. I'm snapping sticks (laughs) and losing it. I'm losing it. That's actually the worst thing I'd want to see. I'd rather be in the dressing room with a guy who is the worst, who I can just openly hate, and who openly hates me, rather than a supportive person in a moment like that. There's too much pressure. The support would be horrible. Now you're giving me PTSD because I'm going to get back into golf season soon, and there is nothing worse than, like, you chunk a shot or, like, a couple in a row, you hauls a one, and some guy's like, it's all right. It's all right. Still in this hole, or it's okay. Just take your time. Somebody gives you I, a I, tip. Oh man, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll like be close to walking off the golf course <laughs> at that point. Like all I want is for you to leave me alone, yeah. and like I'll keep Shut it up. internal. I'll yeah. do like one club smash into the ground, maybe yeah. one expletive. But I don't want your sympathy. Like I suck. No. I suck. I want to feel yeah. like I suck, and I want to be angry. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Holy God. Yeah, I would never play golf with Jack Campbell. No. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Oh my god. Hey buddy, if you just grip oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we oh, got a break. A we got a break, but let's just be mad and play out those scenarios and pre- pretend to be Freddie Anderson and how oh. Also, does Freddie Anderson give off the vibes that he would be super into a guy no. like that? No. No, I didn't no, think I so. Really? When no. you see that commercial, I'm Freddie Anderson, <laughs> do, do you think that seems like a chill guy who likes yeah. the support of uh, you doing your best, Fred? Yeah, no. Good try. 
<laughs> no, the big right. cold Danish guy? For sure. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oof. All right.